I'm Sandy. And I'm Amy. We're two women taking on life's questions as posed by our listeners. In this podcast, we're channeling over 10 decades of life experience to tackle the probing questions and issues by first recognizing the real and life situations. While we also pursue the ideal in the conversations. Thanks for joining us. And if you like our podcast, please share, rate, review so others can listen in. Now to our conversation. right happy new year's hello amy happy new year's how are you today wonderful it actually is new year's everyone and so 2021 so one thing to start us off is for 2021 and coming off of our podcast on feedback we got some feedback that podcasts that are shorter are more desirable so we are shooting we're all about feedback so we are shooting for 30 minutes and we'd love your feedback on how a 30 minute podcast is versus the hour. So give us your feedback. Maybe 40 is the answer, but we're gonna, we said we're gonna go radical. We're gonna try 30 today. Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting if we can contain ourselves. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> we're gonna see how disciplined we are. Our, well, we're our gonna, we're watching the clock and we'll see if we can get it down to 30 minutes. So wish us luck. <laughs> wish us luck. Topic today is you win some, you lose some. And we're, this came from is we knew we were going to be taping on New Year's and I saw a podcast um, from Jess Eskram, Ekstrom, sorry, who we're going to be reading her book, Chasing the Bright Side and discussing that coming up in Feb- early February. But Jess had a podcast and I also noticed in her description of the podcast, she told everyone it's 20 minutes and I, it, it triggered something with me before we got this feedback on people are looking for a sh- shorter bits with uh, quality content. So that's what we're shooting for. But Jess's was about, we're looking at the year and she was looking at what worked and what didn't work for her personally and for business. And I thought that was really interesting. And I brought it up to Amy because don't you guys think that sometimes people will revisit the highlight reel of all the good things for their year. And then the bad things aren't usually personal. The bad things are, oh, we had COVID. Um, The economy was down it's usually not individualized. And I think it's a great exercise to go through and say, you know, what did, what, what worked and what didn't work because things don't work and reflect in that way. And I, I can't wait to hear what Amy says, because I went back and I went through my calendar and I looked through my pictures and I took notes. And that, that was kind of how I looked at reflecting on the year. Amy, what was your, before this podcast, what was your mechanism? That's interesting that you looked at pictures. I love that. That's a great way to do it. I just went through my mind each month and what was kind of happening each month and what I could remember. So I started in January and just went through. And I will tell you, it's kind of hard for me. I'm, I kind of try, I try to forget the bad stuff. I really do. So when you brought up this topic, I'm like, all right, so now I have to think of all the things that went bad over the year. And, and it was not that hard to switch to the mentality of, okay, what, what went wrong and asking that question. And it was actually a good exercise for me because sometimes I just, you know, 
smooth it over and I continue on and I focus on the past, like what went well. And I just forget what didn't work. <laughs> but the great thing about what didn't work is, and this is a, another topic coming up is pivoting is yeah. what did we learn from it? You know, did it, did we hold a grudge on it? You know, how did you react to it? Cause that was part of it too, was, okay, this is what wrong, but there were several things that didn't work that I, you know, the outcome has ended up being good because that's hopefully how we as humans react to things when they do go wrong. It's back to, you can't have success unless you have failure, right? Right. Completely agree. Like you, and you have to learn from your failures and typically we do, and we just move on and do something different. We pivot, we adjust, we do something, but yeah, I have a whole list of things that went wrong. <laughs> I did too. Like one was funny because it was, it came off of a, it was a good reflection because I don't think I acknowledged it was wrong. Okay. So this whole reflection, that's why I would tell everybody who's listening, go through this exercise because it's really good to acknowledge the things that didn't come out the way you wanted them to. Okay. So one example I'd give, and I'll throw out the one that was top of mind that just jumped out to me, Amy, and then you'll throw yours out after this. I had said after one of our podcasts that I was going to block out my Fridays. So it was no work, no finance type work. It was all my creative work, my new ventures. And in concept, I would tell people, oh, I block up my Fridays, it's great. But when I looked back, I thought, actually that was a failure. And, or it was something that didn't, how I did it didn't work the way I wanted to. And here's why. I didn't lessen the amount of work I was doing in a week. I just did more Monday through Thursday. And so it stressed me out more Monday through Thursday. Oh, so, yeah. so what, back to what, what worked and what didn't work conceptually, it was a great concept, but what didn't work is I needed to take some things off of my calendar altogether and then focus on Friday because all it did is stress me out more Monday through Thursday. Yes, Fridays were great, but upon further reflection, it's a great exercise. And my recommendation is absolutely block out time. But when you block out the time, don't overdo it on the time that you haven't blocked out because you're, you, the bad is now outweighing the good. Right. So what about you? What jumped out at you over the years? That's that really interesting. Well, so I was focusing on, like, I did a lot of pivoting this year because of COVID and doing some work and stuff like that. And so I was trying, I had time to try different things. Nice. And so, um, but they didn't all work. <laughs> so one of the things I noticed that we did in March, right when everything shut down, and like all of our appointments got canceled, we decided we're going to do live videos. We're like, oh, well, let's do live videos. And so my team, we were getting on Facebook live videos, which means you have to like prep yourself. Like you can't just, which I ended up going kind of grubby towards the end, <laughs> but, but it was like, oh my gosh, the anxiety around those live videos was so much. I think we did it for three weeks and we got lots of great feedback and stuff, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like it was too stressful. It was too much. Great. Again, it didn't work. So you it did not work. And so, but we ended up pivoting and doing, um, not live videos, but doing videos that are two minute long tips. Okay. And so we, we kept doing videos, but they're like concise and just easier for people to consume, easier for us to make, you know, I can make 10 of them and be done for a month. And so anyway, there was a little bit of a pivot there. 
You know, um, the thing I'd say that was on my list that complements that was uh, the thing that did work was working remotely and having Zoom that it became accepted and everybody had to work and make it work. And we all found out that we could do great work remotely. Yeah. But I would tell you, we had a couple of software um, uh, development where there was training involved. I eventually in October flew to San Jose to do some of the training on site. We had done most of it remotely. And you just, there are some things where you can't replace being there in person. And so doing training for software where it's very hands-on and everyone has different learning styles and being able to be right there to problem solve because people, they don't, you know, you might have five problems and then, you know, two hours later, you you just can, I'm not going to forget about it. So I would tell you what didn't work as well is a full-fledged training remotely, you know, on site worked way better, but overall, boy, pivoting and learning how to work together remotely. Uh, The other example that I saw in here that was interesting to look at is I, um, do I assist uh, with some teaching for Creighton's healthcare MBA program. And I was supposed to be in Phoenix on March 17th for an all day session. And it got canceled like that Friday because that's when everything hit the fan. The first session, Amy, we decided that we were going to go remotely. So we changed all the curriculum, went remotely. Everybody was quiet as birds, you know, or just quiet because they didn't know how to do the Zoom thing. Four weeks later, totally different class, totally same session, totally fresh. It was completely different because in those four weeks, people had figured out how to use Zoom. Wow. So it didn't That's work the first time, but time, it was just a time. So right. sometimes things don't experience. work. Yeah. Right. It was experience. Sometimes things just don't work because of the timing, right? Or because right. of the experience or the re- repetition, you know? So it isn't all personal. You know, sometimes you just got to give things time. Right. Yeah, we did a um, we did a board meeting in June, and I would say that was still kind of the beginning of people doing a lot of Zoom stuff. No, you know what? I take that back. I think it might have been April. I don't think it was June. I think it was April, and so it was kind of the first time um, that we had done a virtual. And um, it was rough. It was like really rough. Like people's lighting was bad. People like, there was just so many things that were wrong. People didn't know how to um, get their, like the facilitator didn't even know how to get everybody engaged. And, you know, it was just, and then um, come June, we had another one and we actually did a prep session on how to participate in Zoom. Like, because we're like, let's do, let's, teach people how to have good lighting, how to have a good background. So we did a happy hour, the hour before, the night before the board meeting. And we kind of went through a Zoom orientation. Let's play with virtual backgrounds. Let's um, show people how to do stuff. And it was it was a bit of a game changer. I think it made the whole meeting go so much better. And I would tell you, I love that, that you did that preparatory to try to help everyone. I would tell you the second Creighton session, part of it was they had their technology, you know, they, there was a lot of advance. If I think upon reflection, there was a lot of 
let's make sure your technology works first. So we are past that, you know, is your, is your, you know, back to the audio on trying to all those things that had yeah. happened and, and they had rules of engagement. So I think not as well orchestrated as yours, but the same thing. First time it didn't work when some, it, it did work. It did work. I take that back. It absolutely worked. We said it was successful. Comparatively, it was not as successful because we didn't know how much better we would all get at it. Right. But if something goes wrong, doesn't mean you throw in your towel either. So I like both of these stories because something didn't work out exactly the way we wanted, but we figured it out, right? So that doesn't right. mean, oh gosh, throw that one away. It didn't work. You know, we can figure it out. Right, right. Just how do we make it better? I like that. Yeah, so I had a whole list of things that I lost. I didn't knit my sweater. I had, I got a sweater sweater last year. Have we talked about this? My girls definitely me. One time when I listened to our podcast and you asked me if we talked about this and then it's like, we actually had after you said it. So sweater, <laughs> no. Sweater, well, no. No. So my girls last Christmas got me a sweater to knit of my own. Like, and I am a beginning knitter, but it's an easy project, but it is so overwhelming that I have struggled with it. And that's my big failure this year. Cause I had time to do it and I just haven't done it. It's too overwhelming and it's, I've messed up. And so it looks bad. And so now I'm just like, this is going to be so bad. I'm not going to wear this. But you know what, but now new year to so start a new project, right? Right, right. I tell you my word for the year was launch. And I, I look back and it's like, I did a ton, right? Yeah. But it's back to that. So my word for next year is time because it gets back to the other one about giving myself a day. I've got to cut things out. You know, I've got to say no more than I say yes, because if not, this battle will continue, you yeah. know, to get those things done. I've got to be more intentional. I, I can't work more. I need to reorganize my time and my life and say no more. So that time yeah. is going to be your time, honey, is. So I came up with my word after, and going through this exercise of winning and losing some, I was like, all right. And then I was doing another thing where I was like, okay, what do I want to get accomplished this year? And because one of my losses is also this year. Um, so in 2019, I dedicated a lot of time to writing a book and I have a ton of content Yay. and I've got seven chapters, but then, but then I got overwhelmed with it. And the beginning of 2020, cause it was kind of the editing and fine tuning. And there was chapter three just was, I was like, I can't get past chapter three. So, um, anyway, my word this year is finish. <laughs> That's what I'm going to get to Love because it. one of my losses was not getting this book done. And I like, I've delegated it starting in October. I brought in somebody who's a really good editor and I like her style. And so she's giving me, she's helping me, which oh, yeah. I'm super excited to have some new eyes on it to make it really good. But, um, I, that's like, uh, my word that came out of that is this year I've got to finish. finish. I've got some finish. other things. I've got too. my little kid over here and today I'm going to take some videos doing those. Okay, Amy, one okay. thing I want to make sure we do when we talk yeah. about losses is we're talking about some things, you know, again, losses, sweater wasn't made. How about, yeah. you know, I have a couple that are personal and I would, you know, they're harder to say, but I think yeah. it's good to be intentional and not be a Pollyanna about it and say everything is great. Right. I tell you two personal things 
Uh, one, uh, my youngest son uh, had a girlfriend. They were not getting along. Nobody, I hate villains and victims. I always say the truth. So it's not about who they're young. Yeah. And right. I thought the best approach was to become her BFF. And even though things weren't going well, this was definitely in the loss column as far as my decision-making is I started thinking, okay, the better I am with her and the more things I do and shower her with kindness and not just that, like hang out with her, I'm going to make it better, but actually it made it worse. And it was Garrett who said, you have to stop that. It's almost like, it feels like you're choosing sides where I thought I was trying to uh, make things better, but I actually made things worse. And I yeah. think the lesson learned. So again, what didn't work? Sometimes you just have to stay out of things and just be there for support. But at the end of the day, he's my son and yeah. we can all be friends, but it isn't my relationship to orchestrate. So it, it all ended up fine in the end. It was pretty painful, but we got, you know, if you've ever been through a breakup with one of your kids, thinking you're going to solve it by being the other's good friend is not going to solve it. So that was a painful thing for me um to learn and to hear yeah. from the son saying why are you doing that <laughs> yeah yeah and that's i mean you were just trying to make it better but you've learned right. yeah didn't that goes in the loss column that was uh, in the loss uh, it was a good lesson learned but that went in if i you know back to the wins the wins were that he went on and uh i actually tried to what goes in the loss column too just in general is trying to guide my kids too much without letting them being more of a mentor rather than a facilitator. And he oh, actually yeah. bucked me on it and had his own plan. And what's funny is the plan that I had for him ended up, would have, it was a friend of his did the same one and it fell through. So his plan was the better one anyway. And regardless, it should have been his plan. So I tell you the other thing right. upon further reflection in my loss column is Sandy, get your nose out of it, be there to support, but you don't have to facilitate every step of the way, including whether it be a girlfriend or a move. And they're all pretty independent to say, you know, move away, um, no harm, no foul. If I wouldn't have gone back and done this exercise, I probably wouldn't have noticed, but yeah. And did, that's a good lesson for all of us. I mean, just about for anybody's life, you know, step back. Right. Uh, that's a great, and we can learn from that. That's good. How about you? Is there anything more on the personal side or something that you didn't, wouldn't have noticed if you wouldn't have gone through this? Um, not really personal. I, I, personally, it was kind of a good year. I'm just going to say, though, I promised to do journaling. Yeah. <laughs> and I was noticing again. I, I do not crave journaling. That's what I've determined. Because I haven't because you think you have to, right? I maybe that's what it is. I feel like it's a huge loss for me. Like I'm just like I try, I try, I try to keep it simple. And then I'm like, I just don't crave it and I don't feel good after I do it. Like it's not like something that it's an extra check the box. Exactly. So I'm like, maybe this is just something I need to let go and just can I tell you an observation I would have? I what? think I think a lot of people do journaling because they're not moving forward on things, you know, and so it brings to light whatever's top of mind and it helps push to do. I think 
you get the same value out of journaling by other things that you do. Like how you showed the list that you made that's very intentional about how you spend your days. You know, yeah. you reflect on what you want to do. You plan out your week. People sometimes need journaling to push them, to push things over the line and oh, develop yeah. what they're thinking. I think you accomplish. So journaling probably isn't doing a lot for you because you're accomplishing those things already with other Because I'm journaling on this. Yeah. I like writing down in my notes and, and stuff. you're planning ahead, you know, and you're putting a plan. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, I don't know. But why yeah. do? It's a great observation. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting yeah. there. I'm going to just say a huge win for the year for me. Yep. Is my Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That was huge. Uh, you know, and I'm just going to say I got that because you said going through pictures and I started flipping through my pictures. I'm like, look, there's me at the parade, the Chiefs parade. And I'm right. like, that was a huge win. And going to that, like stepping out of my box in February to go to a parade in Kansas City with thousands of people and being like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, that's so not me, but I did it and it was a blast. You know, um, there was all kinds of things when I looked to the calendar, it was funny. And, and you did it before all the COVID stuff, because it was interesting yeah. as yeah. I looked through the calendar, went through the months, how this pre-COVID, how it wasn't even a blip on our radar screen. I was so inundated. We moved to Durango, begin first of the year. I was involved in everything. I was at every event, meeting people, connecting with the community, and then it just turned off, right? right. Um, but life didn't turn off. And I loved that beginning, you know, so I tell you adaptability was a win because I found happiness either way. And yeah. I appreciated the sense of community. But the other thing that came out to me just after I did all this reflecting, I had written a blog yesterday or the day before, but it talked about, it was basically about being patient and not waiting in a hurry and about how we kind of, you know, it was reflecting on being with my mom and how when things didn't work out, it just didn't work out. And a friend of mine reminded me that a year ago, I wrote a similar blog about waiting in line to get Smokey Robinson's autograph and how I enjoyed the moment. And I, I got to thinking, I said, you know, maybe that was, you know, back to a word for 2020 is patience because yeah. we had to use patience and about everything, whether it was, think about these wins, whether it was the Zoom call, whether it was, especially once we hit COVID mm -hmm. is we didn't, we had to accept uncertainty and be patient with what was to come. Right. And even the wins and the losses, part of them were we just didn't, you know, we did the best right. we could. I sure like it with the Chiefs and some of these other fun things that we were able to squeeze some fun things in the beginning of the year. I'm glad I got my family reunion in and spent time with my brother in Texas before, you know, before the uh, yeah. country shut down. Yeah, yeah. Because I noticed my starting in April, all of my photos are like on my patio with glasses of wine, my dog on the patio, my recipes. <laughs> I started cooking. I started drinking. I started sitting outside. So anyway, I, right. I would tell you, uh, I, I wouldn't put it in the wins or losses. There was much more wine this year. And I'm going to try to replace some of that with tea. Oh, good. That's great. That's what I've been doing in the winter is hot tea. I love it. But I still had wine last night for New Year's. So that's okay. Okay, so we're doing really good on our time. I'm excited. Yay! Yay. Um, I think we'll be able to stay under 30 or maybe a few minutes over, but we're pretty good. We have a couple of questions here to get through. Okay. 
Um, how do you make sure to celebrate the victories rather than obsess over the failures? You know, I'm going to use a real life situation in that one because it will be one that back to being real. Um, so my, uh, I think I've talked about this. I talk about my father-in-law who has lived with us, but he just moved into an apartment. Okay. So we hear the first of the year. Yep. And again, back to the victories, yeah. but it's hard for me not to feel like a failure over it because the intent wasn't for, was for him to live with us, but the reality is, so I'm going to use this as an example. The reality is he, he needed his community, which is something we yeah. talked about with your mom. He needed yeah. his own yeah. friends. He, uh, yeah. what back to what I, a wrong was, I thought if I took him everywhere and I was his BFF, I guess I like to be everybody's BFF. That would be <laughs> enough for him, but he's at a place that is only 55 and older, lots of vets. It's a perfect place for him. So this is a good example for me to say, okay, I'm not going to obsess over what could I have done differently. You know, this isn't the way it was supposed to be. It's a victory. And Garrett and I, we've just realized this is probably the first time in our lives that it's just been he and I, and, yeah. you know, we've been together for 11 years and yeah. that's not just kids. It's just in circumstances. So, so how do you celebrate the victories rather than the obsess over the failures using this example? And with any, I'd say you have to, as you're obsessing or thinking about the failures, make yourself think about the bright side, the victory, but you have to intentionally tell yourself, make yourself think of the other side. Right. And so I looked up an article when I read this question, I was like, Hmm. Okay. So there's this article and part of it is also accepting that we are all fallible. Like Right. That's just part of life. And we learn from that, but we do have to try to find the bright side. I'm going to tell you, I went through the same th thing when uh, my mom decided to move to Las Vegas because I was so sad that, that it didn't work out because, because she lived with us. She lived in Omaha for a year in an apartment. Then she moved in with us and um, it was a great year. I really liked it but it was, it was better for her in Las Vegas. She's done so much better and it's been, and I did feel a little bit like, oh, what could I have done to make it better? But it all worked out well. And, um, but, but I would also say you got to take a little bit of a, a period of time to maybe mourn stuff and, you know, but give yourself the grace to move on. And know that anything, we talk about this all the time, that you can change things and not get on the life script model. You know, so practice what we preach a little bit and say, isn't everything a test, you know, because not, not everything is forever and nor can we control yeah. everything, right? I yeah. think the hardest part is, and back to obsessing over failures and celebrating victories is you have to make it internal in you and not worry about what other people are thinking. And yeah, oh my gosh. Because that's that, the hard part. Because if, if nobody else was involved, I think everybody would be good. But, oh, you know, the neighbor's asking, well, why did he move and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's older. He says things that maybe aren't exactly the whole thing. <laughs> it's re so I'd say another thing to answer that question is part of obsessing over your failures is making sure that when you are thinking about your failure is how much you're worried about how it looks to other people. And if you right. take that out, it's not so much obsessing. In like, are you, yeah, me, I would be like, it's what, what does my mom think about this? That's the internal thing that sometimes I go through. Right. 
right? How am I going to tell my mom this? What is she going to say? (laughs) So yeah, totally. Yeah. The good one. I like that. Okay. The real and the ideal. Let's go. What's the real in these situations? I'd say the real is we win some, we lose some. Right. The, the real is, it was my uh, stepson said to me, which is actually a win. You know, we just, every year we keep getting a better relationship and it's our own relationship. But I said to him, oh, I saw, I said something to his friend. I saw your sister on Instagram. That looked great. And he said to me, oh, Sandy, Instagram, that's not real. You know, ask him how she really is doing. That's not real. So I'd say what the real in the situation is, it's not what you're seeing on Instagram and Facebook, or that's just <laughs> highlight real. The real is there's a whole other side that's 50% of it of what's really happening in the background that people aren't posting on their highlight reel. That's the real, is that there are, you win some and you lose some. Some right. things work out and some things don't. Right. And that's probably equal. And then what we do with it and how we let it occupy our time is our positivity, our optimism, right? Well, uh, yeah. And how we let it occupy our time and our thoughts. Like, I, you know, how much time are we spending thinking about what's going wrong? Right. Or versus how much time are we just moving on and planning for a brighter future? Or, or chasing, chasing the bright side, right? <laughs> I'm looking for it. I'm getting ready to start that book. So anyway, all right. So, and then the ideal, I guess would be just what we talked about. And learning from your mistakes, you know, taking, oh, yeah. right. Or taking the, what didn't go right. And either adapting, like we talked about the zoom examples, right? So right. I think, yeah, the ideal is well, and then embracing what does go right too. Cause sometimes it was kind of good to look at the year there are things that I didn't think about. Like what was funny is my stepson never hit my calendar, but when I looked at the pictures, he was all over them. And I'm like, that's a win. You know, we, yeah. we could hang out. I mean, I, I never try to be his mother and I don't try to be his friend. I guess I learned on that one, but yeah. we, you know, our you have a good relationship. Well. yeah, that's great. So I found some quotes about this that I thought were really good. Um, one is good judgment comes from experience. And experience comes from bad judgment. Right. Wow. That was good. (laughs) Like, yeah, and that's the truth. And then this other one was kind of good. Uh, Mistakes are the portals of discovery. I love that. Okay, we're going to have to post these. I know. It was like mistakes are the portals of discovery. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like opening up. It it just, that the visual of a portal. (laughs) Love it. Okay. So anyway, all right, that's good. And then we are at 31 minutes. So we're doing really good. We have one more question, a wrap. which that's this a wrap. is a really good, this is our wrap question. Um, if you had a do-over on any one circumstance of the year for you, what right. would it be? And what would you have done differently? This is a tough question. Like it took me a couple, it took me a while to think through this. What was yours? What's your answer? You know what? Mine would have been that absolutely I would have moved my father-in-law here from Indiana for a lot of different reasons. Um, Gosh, I'm changing my mind, actually. I was going to say I would have put him in his own apartment to begin with, but I don't know how he would have done with COVID, you know, through all that. I'm changing my mind. So, okay, I'm going to change my mind because I think between his surgery and COVID, he really did need to be with us. So it's all good. That's not a failure then. We all, we got through it. Um, 
let's just say I would I would have supported my son more and not tried to be his girlfriend's best friend. That's what I would. All right, there you go. So mine is a little bit sillier. Um, I would not have spent so much money on hand sanitizer in March for my business. I ended up, and I know you can't see this. This is like. Well, some people can't. This is 12 ounces. I got a three pack of these 12 ounces of hand sanitizer. Now this is beginning of April mm-hmm. when there was a huge shortage. Couldn't find it anywhere. I thought I needed it for my employees because I thought we were going to be working, which we were not working, <laughs> but I had to be ready. And so I bought masks. I bought shields. I spent I probably spent $150 on stuff, gloves that would probably in a normal market cost me about 20 bucks at the most. Yeah. And I, I looked at it, I looked at my expenses recently and I was like, oh my gosh, that just irritates me because we didn't work for a few months. And then I had spent all that money in that circumstance was, you know, I couldn't control it, but. It is what it is. The other kicker is these are all still full. We haven't touched them at all because I had other stuff around the house that I've used. Or you just wash your hands, right? Wash my hands. Yeah, exactly. I had a little one in my car that's been fine. So I bet if I really thought about it, I think I should go through myself. Yeah, why? I'm moving on to 2021. I probably have those two, Amy. I know. Thank goodness 2021 has hit. And hopefully we're we on still, the flip we, still, side. we still all need to be patient though, because it's not going to flip right away. I know it still feels like 2020. <laughs> oh, but speaking of that really quick, there's yep. a really fun show on Netflix, 2020, um, 2020, I can't remember what it is, but it's with Samuel Jackson and Leslie Jones and Lisa Kudrow and Hugh Grant. Very funny. They go through the whole year. And it's really? very, it's kind of comical, kind of sad, kind of not really sad, but there's humor. It's pretty good. There was a really good movie. And again, it's actually not, I, you would think it's going to be political and I would highly recommend it. It's not, it's about humanity. It's about empathy. Um, it is Pete Souza and it's called the way I see it. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Oh, uh, I think we watched that about movie. him taking the photos. Yes. And yes. he did the Reagan and he did Obama. So uh-huh. and, yeah. and people had said I had heard the Film Streams podcast talked about it. Pictures are a beautiful representation of stopping time. And it was just, I've always loved photos, but it's about the human condition, the things he captured in the photos, him being there during those eight years. You know, you know, watching Barack Obama with his kids, you know, you just think about watching Nancy and Ronald right. Reagan. It was just a beautiful documentary. And Gary nice. was still talking about Very it. Too. Oh, good. I'll have to find it. What was it on? Uh, it was on Amazon. Okay, good. I'll find it. The way I see it. It's, that's what it's called. Pete Susan, the way I, see, the way I see it. Yep. That's All right, it. good. Okay, so let's All right. kick off New Year's. Happy we New don't Year. like text very much anymore, so maybe we can get by this uh, 21 versus 20 without typing it in wrong. I suppose we'll put it in our computer quite a bit wrong, right? How long right. do you go before you figure out to work, type in the right year? Or do you do it? <laughs> oh, it's probably a while. <laughs> I don't know. I'm myself, but, but you know what I still do on my birthday when I have to write the date on my birthday I write the year I was born really? I still do that like if I'm writing you know I haven't written a check for years but 
it's August 26th and then I'll finish it 1969. Really? I'm like, that's so funny. Yeah, just have it. So I have it. I always thought all these uh, years passed, it would take forever to remember to write the checks, right? Well, now we don't really write checks. So rarely. Right. But yeah. we type in the computer, so we shall see. Right. All right, Amy, we did okay, bye. So we, we get everybody's feedback. Yes. Thanks, Sandy. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.